0: Welcome to The Rental's The Bottom Line, a podcast featuring conversations and interviews with people from around the rental industry, with a look at the challenges, questions, goals, and tips that business owners want to know about and have answered.
1: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Rental's The Bottom Line. I'm Alexis Sheprek, Editor of Rental. Today we hear from Karen Scally, a construction industry insider who sits down and talks to Ben Preston from GearFlow about how businesses can tackle online marketing. This is something you don't wanna miss, so let's get to the bottom of that now.
0: Hi, I'm Karen Scaly, and I'm a journalist who's been covering the construction industry for over a decade. I'm here with Ben Preston, who is the co-founder and chief marketing officer at GearFlow.com. And today, we're going to be talking about online marketing for your construction business. Ben, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about what Gearflow does and your role there? Yeah, great.
1: Thank you, Karen. Super excited to be doing this, talking about a topic that I am very passionate about and spent my career before construction and so this is great. Um, but my role at Gearflow is I actually started helped or co-founded the company back in the twenty eighteen with my partner Luke Powers and I do all things marketing for the business. Um, the reason we started GearFlow is just because Luke, having come from the industry, found that it's really difficult for especially the small to medium-sized uh, businesses, both on the supplier and buy side, to work together online uh, to find what they need uh, to be found online. And especially as considering the times as more and more businesses are starting to look for ways to go digital, we just felt like we needed to build a platform that was really built for the industry with suppliers really in mind to add transparency around not just what you're buying, but also who you're buying from. Uh, So that was the genesis of Pure well,
0: that's great. Well, this topic of online marketing that we're going to talk about today can sound pretty intimidating or sometimes even unnecessary to the average contractor or your equipment rental company or dealer. And I think there's a perception out there that you either need a really big budget to do online marketing well and be able to buy Google or Facebook ads or you think you don't need to do online marketing at all if you're in the construction business. So can you tell me why you think it's important to market your construction business online, and how do you do it if you don't have that chunk of marketing dollars or expertise to devote to it?
1: Yeah, yeah. so that's a great question. And I think it really comes down to the shift. Consumer behavior that we're seeing, and it's becoming more and more important um, now that consumers are really getting younger. So, uh, millennials, believe it or not, are between the ages of 25 to 39 now, and in across all studies for business to business to even down to construction, and specifically, you know, we work with construction equipment parts almost um, almost solely. Is that 70 over 70 percent of these B two B buying decisions are starting online and starting with a Google search, and what's really interesting about uh, about that stat is that most people consider, you know, the importance of digital or the importance of online with just buying ads. But really what it comes down to is that you need to be organically listed on Google to be found. So a couple push stats, 75% of all clicks on Google actually only go to the top three organic results. And you actually have a better chance of having someone click on your link or on your website if you're the 10th result on the first page as opposed to a paid spot at the top of the page. So it becomes super important to reach these consumers if you consider that close to 70% of your potential customers are researching the products that you offer, the services that you offer online first, and they're starting their customer journey on Google. If you're not on that first page, you're missing out on a huge potential opportunity there and uh, the you know the the mantra that this happens everywhere else but non-construction is slowly uh, fading away and especially given the times it's becoming more and more important that your digital presence is as as prominent as your physical brick and mortar presence.
0: I think that's really important to note just about uh, that 70% of B2B buying decisions begin with a Google search, um, and just that importance of understanding why you need to be uh, listed in an organic search, and you need to come up in those top results. That that's really important to note. And when you talk about then using your company's website for online marketing in order to be able to appear in those organic results like you just discussed, uh, you often hear about this term of SEO. So what exactly is SEO and why is it important? Why does your website need it?
1: Yeah. So SEO is uh stands for search engine optimization. And to you know I, I actually failed to answer one of your previous questions of What happens if you don't have a big marketing budget to reach these customers? It all falls under the SEO bucket. And it's often misunderstood. So search engine optimization is solely in reference to organic search results and not the search results that you pay for through Google AdWords or through Bing. So that's a really important distinction because it's often misunderstood as paying for spots on Google AdWords. So SEO is in reference to, or, you know, the world is pretty much of search revolving around Google, so I'll just refer to Google here. It's in reference to how Google sees your website in respect to any keyword or phrase that is being searched for that's relevant to your business. And the practice of search engine optimization is to optimize your website to the 200-plus factors that Google's algorithm looks at um, to optimize your website towards those factors to be looking as favorable as possible in the eyes of Google's algorithms, And there's a really um, tried and true method that continues to evolve, evolve but a uh, really tried and true method to, um, to create uh, content and to build your website into something that is the most relevant, trustworthy, authoritative uh, site for any keyword or any search relevant to your business, and that does not require a lot of money. It requires time, and it requires a lot of patience, because the, the average time it takes for an SEO or content marketing strategy to take hold or bear any fruit is around 6 to 12 months, which is why so few businesses actually stick with it, but for those that do, it is has huge impact on the amount of customers coming to your site, and it's sustainable, Whereas paid, though that traffic valve starts to turn off as soon as the money valve turns off with it. Um so this is this conversation is going to be solely around search engine optimization in reference to how to get organic traffic to your website for your construction business.
0: Uh that That's really important to note that SEO has to do with those organic results and not paid. And, um, you know, that's a really good point, too, that I don't think we realize that when you do a paid campaign, uh, the benefits of that really end when you stop paying for that campaign. Whereas, uh, you know, if you have optimized your content, um, the value of that can continue to live. JLG is elevating access with its newest boom lifts, telescopic handlers, scissor lifts, and low-level access ladder replacement products. More than just product, don't miss the Access Industry Leader's cutting-edge mobile apps, virtual training, and latest technologies. Learn more about how JLG is elevating access and taking it to a whole new level at JLG.com forward slash elevate today. Once you start to understand that and the role that SEO plays in the importance of uh, your online marketing. Uh, How do you get started? I mean, you talked about 200 factors that Google looks at that can seem pretty overwhelming, especially if you're not well-versed in any of this. What are some easy steps that contractors or rental companies could take right away?
1: Yeah. So that's a great question, and I I think in order for an effective SEO strategy to take hold, there's kind of some table stakes that you need, um, or else the rest of this is sort of new. So the first thing is you need a modern website, and that sounds obvious, but, um, you know, looking around, especially in the construction industry, it kind of always falls under the mantra that I was referring to earlier, that your online presence isn't that important because my customers prefer to call. But like I said earlier, since more and more customers are starting to do research on you before reaching out, your digital presence or your your online representation of your business is just as important as the way you'd like your store to be represented to your customers. And having a modern website is easier to have than ever before. So you do not need to pay an agency. You do not need to pay a third-party listing site, for instance, to, to host your website. You do not need, uh, you know, a, to pay a freelancer software engineer. There are services like WordPress, like Wix, that get you, you know, almost all the way there for almost no money. Um, so having that modern website is not only great for the representation of your business, but also it comes with prepackaged all of the technical SEO details under the hood that allow your content in your website that, or your content on your website to surface on Google. So that is absolutely critical for all this to work. Uh, the next couple things is there's some really easy low hanging fruit through Google um, that is again free to have. So Google My Business, for instance, creating an account on Google My Business allows you to show up in local searches. So if I'm looking for, you know, uh, let's say Genie parts near me, then that Google My Business profile is what allows you to show up in those local searches, and again, it takes an hour to set up, and it's free. Google Search Console is another piece that you need to create an account with, and Google Search Console allows you to understand all the queries that people are, are typing into Google where your website is showing up. And the percentage of people that are actually clicking on their website versus the one amount of time that you're showing up and all the errors that might be coming from your website that's preventing you from ranking high. And then the last couple of pieces for table stakes is have a good social media presence. Social media is, again, it, it seems like one of those, um, you know, it falls into that old definition of the customer, that pe- my customers aren't on social media, but again, there's some crazy stat that, you know, 50 to 70% of all people log on to Facebook every single day. And it's just an easy, low-hanging piece to to build that engagement with customers. And the last one is to get a newsletter going, because it's, it's one-third of your time building the content. Um, the two-thirds of your time with content should be about distributing it, and that's through your newsletter and social media and actually construction has the highest email open rate of any industry. So, again, there's stats that kind of um, validate all these things that really go against what the the typical idea of a, a construction customer and how they act. Um, so those are sort of the, the table stakes to go for. But when it comes to starting, once you have these in place, when it comes to starting a true you know SEO strategy, it's really about the content. And you've heard this a million times before that content always wins and yada, 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 but it, it is true. And content is what allows your website to rank um, in these, these rankings. And content is not just in reference to a blog, although a blog is super important. content, there are multiple ways to have content assets. That's been where for Deerflow, for instance, we have product pages. We need to get great content on our product pages, category pages, You have your blog. We have storefronts on GearFlow, so we need great content on the storefronts. So it's basically any asset um, that uh, is a conduit for this content that Google is looking for uh, in order to rank your business. And so we can get more into exactly determining, you know, how to decide what content to write um, because it's not, not as easy as writing what content kind of feels right and putting it out there and crossing your fingers is, It's kind of a systematic approach to that. But does that answer your question, Karen?
0: Yeah, no, it it does. I mean, I think you touched on a a lot of things that um, perhaps our audience is not aware of that, you know, just – Spending that time to use the free tools available, such as uh, Google My Business and Google Search Console, or starting a newsletter um, and considering that the construction industry has a high open rate for newsletter content uh, in from different construction businesses. I think that's really important. Um, But you started to touch on there that there's a systematic approach to developing the content on your website. Okay. So tell me about that. I mean, how do you decide what to write about? How do you go about it? And what about, you know, if you're not a writer or you may not even have a writer on your team, how do you go about developing that content in a way that it's going to be effective and, and play?
1: Yeah. So this is I think the most overlooked uh facet of any marketing strategy. It's it's you know that you need to have an online presence, you know that you need to, you know, invest in SEO, at least your time in SEO, and people will skip right over the step and just start to write content that they think their customer wants. But the most overlooked step for any business, really, but this is something that, you know, we constantly go back and forth on in Gearflow and continue to to um, you know, go through these motions every at least quarter, is we first look at and take a step back and identify who are number one most important customers. And I'm not talking about a broad sense of customer, like, you know, a contractor. you got to think about exactly who that person is, not just the business that is most important for you in what their unfulfilled need of that customer is. Because without having a clear definition and understanding of your number one most in cu- important customer and their unfulfilled need, then the content that you write will probably not match with the customer that you're trying to attract to your website. So this you know, is very closely related to things that we've written in the past about finding your niche and all that. But... The businesses that don't have a focus on that number one customer, you're trying to be – you become a master of money. You're trying to be, you know, something for everybody, and you wind up being mediocre to everybody. Mm. So although I'm not saying ignore the rest of these customers, it's really about when you're thinking about the content and the types of people that you're trying to write or trying to attract to your business, you got to think about the number one person that you think is, that is most valuable for your business so start with, you know, determining who that is. Start with the basics, the demographics, the geography, their role at the company, and then what is really important to them and their job to be done. So there's a ton of research and work around this whole jobs to be done concept that started with a guy named Clayton Christensen. If you haven't read his books, you should definitely check them out. Um, But it's really about not the old way of, of targeting a customer based off of the demographics is just, it's how TV was bought. Now with digital, it's about this personalization and identifying one-to-one with that is. So, again, the job to be done, what will cause them to buy, and what hesitations or worries that you need to overcome um, to bring these people in. So without identifying who that person is, that's it. You know, you're, you're basically writing content in the dark. So you start there. Once you have a clear understanding of who this customer is, you then map your uh, customers to the stages of buyer intent, as I like to call it. So search is traditionally thought of as a bottom of the funnel, as I said, cliche marketing speed tactic, where it's people are searching specifically for the item that you have to sell, and they're searching it to buy. But in, in reality, searches are spanning across four really different stages of, of buyer intent. So you start with your discovery. So people that are searching for, look at, think about your, your mind of your customer. What questions are they asking uh, in the discovery phase that would lead to identifying with what your product is? So, for instance, if I'm you know focused on scissor list and I just want to rent or sell scissor this the discovery search would be something like, "How do you work at height indoors?" Right? Um, if that's your most important customer. So thinking about your content and mapping that content to the stage of buyer intent, that's how, in the eyes of Google, you become the most relevant content for any search query. Because if I'm searching for how to work at heightened doors, I don't want to see a product page of a physical for sale. I want to see an article about all the different ways to work at heightened doors and what machines or what equipment is best for what jobs. The next stage is what I call the explore stage. So this would be, I've identified, you know, the product, the scissor list, for instance, that is probably best for my job. So now I want to understand where are the best scissor list for electricians. You know, I'm an electrician. I need to work at height. I, need, I want to see a list of the best scissor list for electricians. Um, so you see a lot of these explore searches around lists of the best or the, a numbered list, and so things of that nature. Once buyers have gone past this explore stage, then they've kind of narrowed their search down to maybe two or three products. And this is the evaluate stage. So I'm, I I want to compare, you know, the JLG 1930 versus the Skyjack 3219, right? That type of content is not relevant, again, for uh, anyone that is earlier in these uh in If I'm still trying to search for how to work at heightened doors – I don't want need to see a comparison between those two models, but this evaluate stage gets you closer to the final stage, which is actually the purchase, and that's when you want your product page to be showing. So, thinking about your content, you need to identify who your most important customer is, what kind of questions they're asking along your path to purchase, and then map your content around those those four stages. And in order to do that, that starts with conducting keyword research. So. Keyword research is the key to identifying the how valuable each of these questions are as it relates to search traffic against that that question. Um, and what I tell everyone, and this is something that is so overlooked, and it's you know again goes back into the the uh, paid strategy, everyone thinks about if I'm renting scissor lifts, I want to rank for the term equipment rental, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to rank for the term equivalent rental unless you're United Rentals or Sunbelt or have a big budget. It takes a long time to sort of to to build up to that most highly searched term. So to get there, you need to rank for lots of long-tail keywords. And a long-tail keyword are four-plus-word phrases. They make up 80% of all search traffic, but each individual phrase is, you know, a small a small amount of traffic. But as the saying goes, shavings make a pile. So for every long-tail keyword that you rank for, your, your website in eyes of Google becomes more and more valuable, and you have a higher and higher chance of ranking for those most search terms, like equipment rental. So once you've done your keyword research and there's plenty of ways to do it and you've written guides about it that, that you can check out afterwards, um, It's then about identifying what your content assets are. So this is what I've talked about in the past, but... There are multiple ways to generate content with those keywords that we were just researched, embedded throughout the content, to map to the dire intent for that number one customer. And that could be anything from a blog to product pages to video to FAQ pages to reviews to category pages and the like. So if you go to some of the you know the the best sites out there, you know, like Home Depot's website for instance, you'll notice on their category pages they have a lot of rich content around the best tips of fasteners for this job and what these fasteners mean. That's all intentional to rank for the term fasteners. Mm-hmm. And then the last step, and sorry I'm getting long-winded, but it's important, is that we like to create a what I call a content web. So the content web is you put your customer in the middle and you start thinking about nodes off of the, the center, right? So the center is your number one most important customer. The second layer of this web are topics that you might have brainstormed as part of that that second step of, um, of questions that your customer is asking. The third layer off of that are the keywords that you researched that map to those questions. So now you are starting to understand, you know, what types of content opportunities exist to rank for certain keywords that brings in that most important customer at the center. And your fourth layer would be what? Is, what's the the content asset that best suits uh, this type of question? Um, and it's, there's multiple ways to do this, but I find the web is being kind of the most uh, the easiest to understand. It's kind of a uh, a great visual tool because it allows us when we're planning our content to write, it allows us to identify what gaps in content that we have that we need to prioritize next. Because you could be writing content, you could be writing the the wrong content for the wrong customer for six months and realize it's too late and you wasted that amount of time. So you need this kind of systematic planning in order to be knowing that you're writing the right content. And I'll get into exactly, you know, what Google looks for in that content. But this planning step is absolutely critical to make sure your SEO plan maps with attracting the customer that is most important for your business.
0: Well, it, man, it sounds like you've got to do a lot of research before you're even ready to create content. When you talk about uh, identifying your customer and uh, you know identifying your long tail keywords and your keyword research there, um, but a, a point I brought up in, at the end of that question and it goes well into my next question is okay, you've you've done all this research, you're ready to commit to the effort then what do you need to do to make sure that Google will rank your content in its top results? And what if you don't have that person within your team to create some of these content assets, whether you decide it's a blog um, or if, uh, you know, your social media efforts or even creating the content on your product pages. So I guess it's a two-fold question there as, you know, what you need to do to make sure that you can rank and and how do you? who is that person that will create it if you don't have someone naturally on your team?
1: Sure. And that's a great question. So I'll answer your second part about, you know, if you don't have the person. Um, first, I would say uh, there, there's two answers to that question. So first, everyone can be a writer. So if you don't personally have the time as a business owner to write every single piece of content, which I'd be shocked if any business owner does have that time, that's perfectly okay. If you can contribute every now and then, that's ideal. But anyone in your organization can be a writer. So for instance, the people that know your number one best customer the best is most likely your sales reps. Mm-hmm. Your sales reps are answering the phone all day, they're answering they're answering the most they know the most frequently asked questions from these customers. So instead of worrying about, okay, how am I going to write content to attract my best customer, have your sales reps just write, you know, most answers to most frequently asked questions and put those on the site. That is a super easy way to to get your to create sort of a content oriented business and having more people than just your marketing folks, for instance, contribute that content. Now, let's say you're even smaller than that; you might not have you know people where people are pushing back on that. I still think it is a hundred percent more worth your while to pay an industry expert a subject matter expert within the industry who knows what they're talking about, uh, knows, you know, the, the equipment knows your customer inside and out to pay them to help write that content versus spending the money on paid ads. And again, it goes back to it, it's, uh an investment in time. It can be an investment in money. If you don't have the resources to do it yourself, but that creates sustainable traffic um, that you does not get you. And, like I said earlier, the top three spots make up 75% of all clicks. So, again, if you're paying someone to write content and that content only lands at the number 10 organic spot, you still have a better chance of your customer clicking on that piece of content than you would in paid search. And with paid search, you're competing against the big guys. So, you're most likely not going to outspend your biggest competitors, like in equipment rental, for instance, 80% are independent businesses. 20% of the United States of the world, you're probably not going to have the budget that they do. So you got to start thinking about other ways to start bringing these customers, and that starts and ends with content, and you need rich, resourceful content for that to come. The average, to give you an example, the average word count for a piece of content ranking in the top three is around 2,000 words. So you need to actually invest in quality content, and that can only come from, Subject matter experts, whether they're inside your organization or from uh, external third-party resources. But what I would not recommend is going the route of a content writing expert who knows nothing about the industry, because you can tell right away um, when that when that content is written. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that's 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 really great. Um, that and I think though that's some important considerations. That still, if you do need to make an investment in this area, that it should be more towards developing your content as opposed to uh, paid ads online, uh, for the reasons that you just said. That you know this this will have long term value that you're developing with the content on your site and bringing your potential buyers and your customers uh, to your site to understand what services and products you can offer okay well um, did we cover everything that that we needed to cover uh, in this conversation I'm just trying to see if we left anything out but I I think we've really uh, gotten a good understanding of this topic and um, Ben, I I just I thank you I appreciate you so much for for joining me today
1: and that is our show for you today. Thank you to Karen and Ben for sitting down and offering such a great conversation. And make sure to tune in every other Wednesday for another episode of Rentals the Bottom Line on 4 And as always, don't forget to subscribe so you can stay on top of the bottom line. Thanks for listening.